My brother Orlando was dashing around the kitchen of our restaurant, the Catfish Cafe. He stirred a pot of soup. He checked the mousse in the refrigerator. He popped a tiny potato ball into my mouth. Ooh la la, I said after I swallowed. New recipe, Orlando said. I could tell he was pleased that I liked it. Orlando was my whole family. We stuck together like glue. The only time it ever got a little sticky was when he bossed me around. He bossed because he was a worrier. I didn't boss. Orlando was too big for me to worry about. But the truth was, I was crazy about him. And I knew he was crazy about me. But enough of that. It was time for the salad. I reached for a head of lettuce and started to tear it into skinny little shreds. I took a breath. Somehow I had caught a cold. I tried not to sneeze. One sneeze out of me, and Orlando would be feeling my forehead for a fever, thinking about the flu or even the plague. I finished up the salad. Then I pushed through the swinging door and went out to the front. The Catfish Cafe was open for dinner. Against one wall was the most terrific player piano you've ever seen. Orlando and I had fished it out of the dump last week, borrowed Lumberjack's truck, and lugged it home. Orlando was great at fiddling with wires. He'd fiddled us into having the best player piano in Sharkfin Bay. He just hadn't figured out how to make it play without banging into it. I punched A2, shoved my hip into the side to start the action, and watched as the keys began to move by themselves. Presto! Petunia, you're my pigeon. I went back into the kitchen, wondering about Kitty's news, but I didn't find out until much later. From seven o'clock on, the restaurant was jumping. Max watched the customers from his perch on the cash register, while I ran around like a madwoman with the silverware. Kitty the klutz was dropping, spilling, clanking silver. But managing to cook the best Russian chicken anyone had ever tasted, and Orlando was trying to serve twenty customers at once. Over in a corner, I spotted Tough Teresa. She was scarfing up a pile of chicken legs. Three things about Teresa: she was seventeen, she had a loft full of racing pigeons, and she deserved her own prize for disgusting table manners. Oh, and one more thing. Teresa hated cats. Not so surprising, I guess. Cats and pigeons were a bad mix. Tough Teresa. I blinked. Teresa might know something about our pigeon mystery. But I didn't have time for a mystery. I was scurrying in back of Orlando with ice water and spoons. Never mind the spoons. I told myself, edging over to Teresa's table. So. How's it going, Teresa? I set the pitcher down with a clunk and slid into the empty seat opposite her. Orlando caught sight of me and almost had a fit. It was easy to tell. Orlando's mustache was twitching to beat the band. When he was calm, it lay there like a fat brush, moving gently as he chewed on the edge of it. I pretended it was a fat brush and turned my back. The word is there's a missing pigeon. I told Teresa. Teresa looked at me quickly, a chicken leg dangling from her mouth. 
strong word. She dumped the bare little bone on top of a pile, acting as if chicken was the only thing on her mind. But I had seen her jump. A prize pigeon, I said, stopping for a quick sneeze. She's probably going to win the race on Saturday. Billy the Kid is going to win the pigeon prize race, Teresa said in a voice loud enough for the whole restaurant to hear. My pigeon. She pointed to her chest with a gravy-stained finger. Fastest bird on the bay. I stared at her. Teresa was lying about something. I was getting good at telling things like that. Kitty had taught me. Body language, she called it. When a person wiggled around when he talked, when he didn't look you straight in the eye. Bam. Wrong-o. Caught.